The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Old World fans, the Professional Casual Network is starting a slow grow campaign in February 2024. The best part is, you can participate no matter where you are in the world. All you have to do is join our Discord and track your army's progress in the slow grow channels. We're starting February at 500 points and adding 250 points every month until we reach 2,000 points in August. Started late? Not a problem. Come join us in Discord to track your progress, get hobby tips, and help keep us all accountable throughout this campaign. Come grow with us in the old world. Hey, my Elector Casuals, and welcome to another episode of Beards, Ears, and Skulls, the best old world podcast on the internet. I'm Taylor, your personal grudge bearer, and with me, as always, are two of my favorite people, my dowry, Dan, and Tim. Your dowry? Your dowry? Like you, where you getting, who are you marrying? No, dowry. Who are you, no, he's using us to pay for a marriage, I think, right? Well, no, that's a dowry. Work? I never remember how the dowry works. <laughs> or is it, wait, no, hold on. I remember using, like, dowels, right? Are, are we a... Like a store that sells them? Are we a yeah. dowelry? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes more sense, dude. I'll hell. I'll sell the hell out of a dowel. <laughs> I almost. I almost said I'll hell the sell out of a dowel. But like, listen, <laughs> that makes about as much sense. No, I, I like that actually as uh, calling salesman's help. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, settle yeah. down. Yeah. Right. Aren't you a sales? Uh, <laughs> anyways, today on Best, we're going to be talking about the least advanced Necrons in the galaxy who still hate kids being on their lawn. Tomb Kings. <laughs> Tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, that was, no you're, that was good. I like that. They actually hate more than just kids on the lawn. They hate most things, like anything alive, really. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys heard of Necrons? <laughs> so before we get started, I just wanted to send a huge dowry thank you to our beautiful and wonderful patrons who support us over on patreon.com slash professional casual. These folks help us do what we do every single day. Keep the lights on and keep Tim from eating his shoes. Huge special thank you to our top patrons, X-Paxis, Rob, Dagna, Cider, Drinker, Tony, Hot Hands, Otis, Leroy, Iron Maze, Wizard, Scales, Bicon, Briar, Mage, Tau, Cliff Jumper, and Cider, Drinker. And James! And James! And James? James just joined today. Yo, James, thanks for joining literally today. At right? Day of recording. Awesome. 12 hours ago, actually. And your name in my list is Ann James. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Oh, that's absolutely incredible. Uh, if you love the old world and you want to show your love, you head over to that patreon.com slash professional casual and sign up at our brand new electric casuals tier. That's probably going to be up by the time this episode comes out. Woo! Because I'm it's up. It is. It's absolutely Yay! up. Casuals. 
Yeah, Unless so you go, go and check it and it's not, and then just remind me. I'll go around and get to it. <laughs> uh, you know where you can remind us is right in our Discord, which should be in the show notes, folks. Being just at Tim, or it might be Juts. I'm not really sure which. I think it's Nintendo Tim currently. Nintendo. That's right. If you right. start typing any of those things, it'll it'll come up. Yeah. Right. Just don't call them late for supper or something. Anyways, no, let's you can. Right I don't care about supper all that much, honestly. <laughs> it's. It's a, he has it's a, a mil- little snacks throughout the day. Yeah, being being an undead tomb king or whatever, or mortuary priest, right? It's just kind of like, eh, you know, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, eh. I guess if you were a tomb king, then they would take out your stomach because it's an important organ, right? So, yeah. yeah. As a mummy. In a canopic jar. That's right. what their that's... flails are made out of, is uh, tomb king stomachs. That's <laughs> disgusting to think about. It's like haggis, but not nearly as delicious. Oh, it's oh. weaponized haggis, actually, literally. Weaponized no, that's a great way to put haggis? it. Can you call this episode Weaponized Haggis? <laughs> yeah, let me put that in show notes. Take a second. Write it down quick. <laughs> All right. Weaponized Haggis. There we go. Flail of Weaponized Haggis instead of Flail of Skulls. Flail, <laughs> Yo, actually. Yo, flail, flail of, of Skulls is so good, though. It flail is. Flail of Skulls is it's really fantastic. Good. So Tim said he has no topics for today, but we're going to jump right into the Flail of Skulls, uh, which is just an incredible magic item. Tim, are you going to put that on every single caster that you have? Or? Yes. Yep. <laughs> so I made that determination very early um, that once I saw what that did, I was like, oh, OK, I don't have to make any more choices now. I just get this <laughs> whenever I can take it. So the neat thing about it is it as a, you know, getting that doppelganger spell, which we've talked about before, which is mm-hmm. in the uh, what is it? The illusion spell list, I believe. Yes. Illusions. Uh, it, you it's it'll be relatively easy for you to get. And then you can get flail skulls for 35 points. Uh, the unfortunate piece about it is the strength plus three only happens during the first round of combat because it is a flail. However, that first round of combat is probably when your priest is going to be alive and able to cast that spell right. if they get into combat. So you're going to do 2d6, like strength 7, AP minus 1, multiple wound 2 hits, and it's going to be awful. <laughs> Great is definitely the how you should have pronounced that, but yes. <laughs> uh, so awful normal for average, the opponent, yeah. Right, exa- awful for me as a dwarf. Um uh, so normal average for 2d6 is 7. So I'm, I'm glad to see it's only going to be like 4 hits for you, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, max. <laughs> you know, because you're going to roll like a 4 and then a skull somehow, uh, even though you're not rolling. <laughs> yeah, the fact that that keeps happening whenever I try to play this game is really messed up. I got Yahtzee <laughs> three times, but it was with Bartiji tokens. <laughs> what? Your dice luck is just incredible to, to, to look at. Oh, to the max. And it's by max, empty. I mean the opposite of that. It's just an empty jar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. There's a, um, a friend of the network, Baron of Dice, that I, I want to get dice that have just your face on the one because it's just so perfect. Ooh, yeah, oh, I actually like that so a whole good. ton. You know? <laughs> actually, the logo unbearded. on the six, but my face on the one? Listen, I'm all about that. <laughs> oh, just... my, I rolled all Tims again. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. a real Tim France roll yesterday that I Yo. took a picture of and sent to the Discord. It was it was the epitome of a Tim France roll. It was 12 dice and I had one roll that was over that was a 3 or higher. I had one 4 and the rest were ones and twos. I'd never seen a roll that bad. I'm pretty certain you channeled me so hard I broke a nightcrawler model. 
right at the same time <laughs> as I rolled that attack. And immediately when that happened too, uh, Dallas on AMG was like, wow, Tim's really bad at putting stuff together. <laughs> he was like, a wow. real loose cannon. Tim's a real loose cannon. But <laughs> I'm kind yeah, of we a all loose know cannon Tim's too. a real loose cannon. <laughs> I think that's the most negative thing he said in his life. <laughs> really? I, think it's I, I took that as the highest compliment in the world <laughs> when he no, immediately that's what followed I mean. it up with, I, I do like hobby shenanigans, though. Is what that's what like. I mean. Like, that is the most negative thing he's ever said. And it was oh, super oh, wonderful, see. you know? <laughs> Shout out to AMG and Dallas Camp. Oh, my gosh. An incredible human being. Yeah, let's jump right into, I guess, uh, um, some more of these Tomb King rules. Something that we found out, Dan and I both found out last episode, is uh, the entire army has regen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which, literally everything. And yeah, fear. I, and and a lot of things have terror. Everything has fear because it's undead. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> so there's a discussion going on right now, actually, uh, that I've seen on a couple of the Facebook groups of does regen stack? Right. And my first inclination is no, because nothing has ever stacked before. That's like this, like ward saves don't stack. The only reason armor really stacks is because you get you have a better armor save, like light armor plus heavy armor does not equal four plus armor. Right. And they say that specifically. Well, it usually says most special rules and things have it right in there. Like it'll tell you if it stacks or not. And this one doesn't. Right. And there is a uh, there is a rule and I, I can't find the page and I forgot to write it down where it's like, uh, you know, how how things stack in this game. And it was essentially like things that have a number that either change a here it is cumulative special rules unless noted. Otherwise, if the effect of a special rule in some way alters a characteristic, the result of a die roll or any other value such as a model's armor value, that effect is cumulative. That means the effect of okay, the effects so of duplicate versions of the same rule combined together, increasing its effect. Okay. Right? So if you have armor oh. bane two uh, from a spell, and you have a weapon that's armor bane one, you have armor bane three. So I'm guessing regen stacks. It's a value that increases. You know, it's it's a, it it is an armor save technically. Yeah, you're right. So I guess right. It says yeah. the armor value of regeneration is shown in brackets. It's X plus. So if you have multiple sources of regen, I don't under I don't see why it wouldn't. There's no clause saying that it doesn't stack. So here's where I think it's weird because it's ar- regeneration five plus. If you then gain regeneration six plus, that says to me that you would just take the better one. No, you add them together, and then it's yeah. regen eleven plus. Oh, fair. And then you have to roll like 2d6 and hope to get an 11 or higher. Well, if you roll multiple ones, it just you'd never die. (laughs) You just roll a one and a one. What is this? A d66 chart? (laughs) Are we not using d66 charts in this game? We uh, probably if if history proves anything for us. Yes, most likely at some point. It's got to be somewhere. (laughs) Uh, But like where is it? Is it going to be common for like focusing on Tomb Kings today? Are they able to get more? Regen somewhere? Yeah. Magic they don't have items. It in their yeah, own there's, a, there's a whole bunch of magic items and uh, spells in the necromancy school. Oh, necromancy. Okay. I haven't yeah. really looked at that one yet. No, so um, I think haven't either. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I should Jeez. know that. Thanks, Tim. As soon as you start <laughs> saying it, you know, with a whole block assault, I don't see any regen in necromancy. Well, you're probably not looking hard enough. It's there. Uh, by necromancy, you. I meant uh, a six plus ward save with a uh, deathly cabal. 
You were so close, though. Like, I so remember I guess reading it, something close to it. I Fair. guess it would just be magic items, probably, because I'm fairly certain there's either a gem, a, a, like a talisman or armor that gives you regeneration. But I there's can't. not. I mean, because they already all have it. I don't think I don't. I read through all these early. I don't remember there being there. There might be like one thing. And maybe I'm thinking of older editions that like because uh, I. Gosh, well, what was that? well, once again, there's the common magic items. There's got to be a comic magic item that gives you regeneration, right? That's what I was thinking. But I don't actually, think so. Looking through it, I don't see one. Because high elves have the seed of rebirth that gives them a six plus regen, and you can take multiple. It's an extremely common magic item, so you can take like a bunch. You can take as many as you know your points for on even on one guide to, to continue to increase that regen save. I mean, the the argument online has to be happening because there's an instance of it, right? I would imagine. At least I hope so. <clears throat> I would My imagine. Thing with them all have, so they have bad armor in general, right? Most things. Yeah. They don't, there's not a lot of heavy armor in the list. And when they do have heavy armor, it's like that's all it has on like a monster. So regen gotcha. is, I mean, they're, they're pretty squishy in general. The, the undead here, your skeleton. So I feel like regen is not that bad to go against like it can be frustrating but it still counts for combat resolution like you can make three regen saves you still have your crappy skeleton there but you're still taking you know still having three points against you for combat resolution which is going to have a better chance for you to crumble a bit from unstable wait hold on can you kind of explain that to me a little bit so like if you get godded but you regen it still counts negatively towards you as if that unit was no longer there it still counts as a wound caused for combat resolution, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the wound... Okay, fair. Right, because so you, you do failed your armor... Because you're only going to save against a third of the wounds coming into you because of the armor save, if you have it, right? Effectively, if it's a 5+. plus. Yeah, I mean, most yeah. things in the army, it's 6+, plus, but yeah. Oh, it's, gotcha. It's interesting. Armor, so yeah. it, it, I, I like that in general, where it kind of tones regen down, where, like, it's good especially you know you get to keep your model but you your opponent still gets a benefit from it so i I, i'm looking through i i just glanced through the spells and all of the common magic items and i don't say anything that don't see anything that gives you regeneration which is very interesting to me because i figured like oh maybe you know i know chaos has some regen somewhere so maybe there's something in there, but I haven't looked through, through their magic items like Chaos Warriors or Demons or any of that. So maybe it'll appear there somewhere. You know, that's a that's a powerful effect if they kind of went out of their way to make sure that you couldn't kind of piggy dip in there. Like that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, like the fact that it's not in a uh, like one of the common magic items. Like makes it so they know which factions are going to be able to have it in their own faction right items exactly and somewhere that i'm thinking uh which i which might be in a, a very soon to be soup future episode is potentially ogres because i know they used to get ways through magic in order to do regen yeah ogres might still stack can. it because they have a regen spell and i believe they have a regen banner as well follow me on this um i really can't set up the punchline the punchline is actually going to come at the start because it's just way too obvious but you know <laughs> okay. when you have uh like an onion and you can just replant the bulb and it grows a new onion ogres have layers onions can regenerate ogres are onions ogres can regenerate i'll give it to you i don't love it and Good i job. don't hate it at the same time right okay right? so yeah 
ogres can do that with uh, <laughs> a onion. magic banner and a spell. That yeah, the cannibal totem and troll guts. They could actually get up to regen three plus. If it stacks what? the way it looks like it does, yeah, that's disgusting. If they cast troll guts at a ten plus, they get five plus regen. And then if they have the cannibal banner, the cannibal totem, they have regen five plus. So they yeah, can have a regen insane. three plus. That is insane in the membrane. But we're going to talk more about ogres another time. Um, so we can see that stacking. It's just, it just doesn't look like it'll be possible or incredibly rare in Tomb Kings. But like I was saying, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal because even if they do make it, you're still getting the combat res points. And it does look super difficult to actually pull off anyways. Right? Like we've seen one instance and we just scoured through the the main rule book as well as all of the Tomb Kings. So unless I mean, unless it's super common in other places, then it shouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah. But uh yeah, so with talking about regen, flaming attacks, we have to go over a little bit here, right? Because flaming attacks just be like, nope, regen doesn't happen, which is well, super yeah, and not only that, like they like uh, tomb kings or or just I guess in in general have like multiple effects that kind of prevent or that make flaming real bad because we can just straight up catch on fire if we don't roll well, and then we also don't get regen off it as well. So that's the thing. Yeah, the other thing I was going to pull up a lot of this army has the rule dry as dust, which is yep. what you're talking about. So if you get hit with a flaming attack, uh, there's a 50 50 shot. You just take an extra wound, <laughs> correct? Yep. which is brutal. Yeah, it's and really it's, interesting that you just don't take damage or you take more damage. Right. And it seems to be anything that's like constructed like the screaming skull catapult or chariots and mummies, which makes sense because mummies are made out of paper and 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 sand i guess <laughs> right, that's why they have the flammable yeah. rule so that's it's interesting that regen doesn't have the the blanket um like flaming attacks don't allow this save you have to also have the flammable special rule yeah. to not get regen from flaming attacks which i think taylor you mentioned uh somewhere near the beginning of our episodes but just to like reiterate that um it's an interesting combination with dry as dust yeah, or that can be real nasty. Um, it's like a, I think what I put in here, it's kind of like the great leveler, right? Because your Tomb King is going to have probably a three up armor save. He's going to have some sort of war, ward save. He's got yeah. a five up regen. I hit you with one flaming attack and he's like, oh no, I am, Oops. I am on fire. Correct. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and it's one of those things too, like is that is flaming weapons or the access to it? I mean, is there, are there factions out there that have that very prevalently? Yes. There, so flaming attacks is pretty easy to get. Yeah, They're I don't know with magic items common. it's very easy to get. But like, there's a flaming banner. The common magic item is a flaming banner that's, I believe, it's really cheap. Any dwarf unit with a runesmith, which they have all over the place, has. Gets yeah, so flaming I knew attacks. dwarves were going to have pretty easy access to it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, some are, obviously scaling. some armies will have easier access than others, but it's not going to be. You're going to come across it relatively regularly. The blazing banner, the 25 points, flaming attacks. And a lot of magic has flaming attacks too. So it's one of those things where at the after you deploy or during deployment, Tim, you're going to be like, all right, who's got flaming attacks <laughs> in this army? I right. got to stay away from them, you know? Well, on a long enough timeline, like um, either after the slow grow league or like, or like during it, if I can pick up some of the models like I'm really kind of targeting here, uh, I'm not going to have a whole ton of stuff outside of the one big main blob of like warriors uh, that's yep. going to actually have that. 
Because once I get into Necrothinxes and Colossuses and Upshanti, mm-hmm. well, I think maybe Upshanti are also. Nope, they're not. They're alive. Um, well, you know what I mean by alive, but not flammable. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I know I mean you that. really want to focus on Lich Priest and like the Mortuary Cult list, and they're not flammable. So they're or dry yeah. as dust. So you don't have to worry about flaming attacks on them. Plus, that's the play style I like. Like, I really want some Tomb Swarms. I really want some Necro Serpents. Like, I want all that cool stuff. Oh, dude, the new for Tomb real. Swarms are dope. Yeah, yeah for the real. Scarab they Swarms are so cool. Yeah, and, and those need and to come I, out so yesterday. I, I love that idea, uh, and I've always loved it. Listen, Ancient Egypt is so friggin' rad. You know what for I mean? Real, for real, for real, for real. so cool. Yeah, all Scorpion of... King is, like, literally the best movie ever. <laughs> actually, I actually love that movie. I don't know if you're joking, but I really do like that movie a lot. <laughs> I, I, okay, I was not expecting that response out of either of you. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's just that a was fu- a joke. It's you a guys stupid, fun movie. <laughs> it's not, I will say it's not, like, a good movie. I love watching it because it's just stupid fun. Well, and like, I might turn be... off your brain kind of movie and just enjoy people bashing each other with swords and sticks and stuff. Plus, now, I, like... I might be misremembering it, but what was the one where the rock was just a big CGI scorpion? Well, that's the mummy returns. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. yeah. That's yeah, one that of the worst dumb. CG scenes in movie history, but the yes. rest of the movies awesome. Yeah. Love agreed. the mummy movies. Anything that has to do with Brandon Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Monkey bone is top tier stuff. <laughs> I still need to watch the whale too. Oh, actually, same. Yeah, I, I've heard it was really good. Anyways, uh, so, and that's one of the big delineations here is your Lich Priests and your your Skeleton Warriors and any of that sort of stuff, they're just undead things, right? They're just yeah. skeletons, right? So they're not flammable. A lot of those don't have dry as dust, etc. And it's it's really just things that are constructed, like your your chariots and whatnot, things that are actually made out of ancient wood from thousands of years ago that... If you look at it, it catches on fire, which I don't understand because you're in the middle of the Sahara, you know, <laughs> Well, and everything's the, hot. It's like the Screaming Skulls catapults, right? They're not flammable, <laughs> but they are dry as dust. Right, because they're made out of really old bones and wood, I guess. <laughs> like, well, right, I figure really old wood would be like flammable, probably. I, I agree. <laughs> Taylor, I'm chariots. sorry. Uh, Cetra is flammable and dry as dust. Cetra is? Oh, shuffles. <laughs> Like as you said, et cetera, or something like that. Oh, no, shut like, up. Oh, <laughs> I totally missed that, too. You know who's um, not, though? Prince Apophis. Apophis. Oh, my gosh, dude. Th- some of these names, I just, I literally can't he's pronounce. He's creepy. <laughs> I'm Apoph, my prince, and... Oh, because he's made of scarabs. Yes. Yes, he's right? So cool I want a bug dude so model. bad. <laughs> I love that model. Oh, dude, I didn't even put it's two and so two together. Good. Like, scarabs and bugs, I did not even... Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, uh, Lindsay so, likes the whole Egypt thing. I'm like, no, there's a bunch of bugs here, though. <laughs> oh, man, this is the perfect combination for you guys. It really right? is. Undead bugs. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to get to just touch on that a little bit. Like, the whole scarab thing always was super rad to me. Just giant beetles. It, it, for some reason, is really cool, but a lot of other bugs really skeeved me out. There's a... It, we're gonna yeah, they're deep- just angular cockroaches. Like, that's literally it. Yeah, and super <laughs> shiny and look pretty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a shiny man. We're gonna we're gonna derail right? just a little bit here. Uh, I read the Phasma book, the Star Wars Captain Phasma book. Oh, and she's okay. from she's from like a death planet essentially. And there's a section of it where they're going through a desert, and there's scarabs that live under the sand in the desert, and they're so thirsty that if any sort of liquid happens whatsoever, they come out in just massive swarms, and they have a poison oh. where if they if they bite you. 
uh, you essentially just like your cells start to replicate so fast that your body explodes and they drink all of the liquid. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool, dude. That is the That's coolest wild. thing I've ever heard of in it, my life. It's so cool. <laughs> and I've heard of Bees. undead bugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so awesome. So you you like start swelling up and it takes like like a week or two or something like that. And all of a sudden you explode and then Scarab's just like out of the sand and you're like gone in seconds and minutes and it's it's so rad anyways scarabs are dope oh i had to get that out (laughs) i just like captain phasma too she's really dope yeah she was not done justice like no no, for sure not there's a uh what do you call it like a mini series uh comic of hers that's really cool really well done and it just shows that she's like at that vader level of like heartless and merciless yes and like she'll do whatever she needs to to survive and win and it's like okay she's a way cooler character than she was portrayed in the movies oh i don't sure i don't want to go into too much of it but if if people are really into captain phasma i very much so suggest the book it's it's pretty good excuse me and it goes through a lot of how she climbed the ranks and how many people she killed to do it (laughs) it was it's it's a really dope book anyways uh dan i see here you wanted to touch on their their spells a little bit uh i haven't oh, looked at any of these they the have a spell spells are it's called great spectral doppeldonger <laughs> that's the illusion spell that anyone can get no yeah, the lore of nehekara is awesome <laughs> go on so they have three spells that you can switch they don't know uh, the same as all the other lists they're like um signature spells so uh, any of your casters can switch out one of their rolled spells for one of these which I found um, I usually want to switch out all my spells for them, but you can't Yeah. instead. Uh, but they're all great. Uh, so there's Jaff's Incantation of Cursed Blades. Uh, it's only cast on a 7+, plus, which isn't bad. I've found that 10+, plus is common, and that can be difficult. Yep. But um, so any friendly unit um, that's within the caster's command range, um, which is probably, which is their leadership value, which is probably going to be seven or maybe eight, depending on what, if it's a high priest or not, uh, can reroll any rolls to hit of a natural one. That's fantastic. Which is like, you want that on your tomb guard because you want your tomb guard to hit as many as possible to get more killing blow. Well, that's potential thing, yeah. rolls. Not only that, they're only weapon skill three. But their strength weapon four. skill is bad across the board pretty much <clears throat> right. in Tomb Kings, except for the, the Prince and King are, are pretty good. Um, but compared to other armies, their weapon skill is low. Yeah. Yep. So re-rolling ones is huge. Uh, uh, their other, the second one is uh, Kassar's Incantation of Desert Wind, um, which is just, yes, please. This is where you get extra movement because your whole army cannot march except for like Carrion and um, the Necro Sphinx because they can fly. <laughs> Um, but this is, it's got two values at six and 10. So if you, um, do it at the six, it's just a single friendly unit, uh, that your caster is, it has joined, um, gets the reserve move special rule so they can move in the shooting phase. Oh, nice. So they can move twice, which is kind of like marching. <clears throat> and then if you roll it at 10 or more, every friendly unit within the caster's command range, uh, gets the reserve move. All of them? Holy moly. Yeah, so it can be quite a bit because you're you know, your your priest is gonna be, like I said, seven or eight, maybe. That's incredible. Pretty good. And then uh the last one is 
Yuskep's incantation of desiccation, which just sounds no awesome. It's a hex <laughs> casting value 10. Range is 15, so it's a little short, but not terrible. Until the end of the turn, the target enemy suffers negative one to strength and toughness. Yeah, that's huge. Which is, I mean, just reducing toughness is massive. Yep. Increasing your chances of wounding is always good. Yeah, that is absolutely huge. There's, I, I, yeah. So that's really nice that there's three of them because usually you're going to have at least two casters as a yeah. Tomb King player. It's a tough choice what you're going to switch out because they're all so good. Yeah, those are those are incredible. Now, the base rule behind that is like you roll for your spells, but you can swap out any of them for like any one of them for a specific Tomb King spell. Yeah, yep. so you can swap any one out that you rolled for for a signature spell, either of the lore that you rolled on or your uh, armies if they have a signature lore, which I think every army has a signature lore if they have wizards. I believe you're correct. Everybody yeah. but dwarves. And, and <laughs> that I can uh, think of. Um, corn demons. Oh, right. Yeah. If you go so, for your corn demons. Corn demons. Uh, you know, you got to get your cornflakes in. So, yeah, there is a signature spell. I'm just trying to pull up the lore of illusion because I know you're going to take illusion all the time, Tim. Um, so there's a signature spell there. There, You roll, you know, let's say you have a level four wizard. You roll four dice. You, you know, one die for each level. And there, you know, each spell is labeled one through six. And then if you want to, you can swap one of those out for either the glittering robe, which is the signature spell for illusion, or one of these from the lore of Nahakara. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know which one I'd rather do because glittering robe makes it harder for you to hit, which is really nice because you have low weapon skill, right? <clears throat> so you suffer enemy units, suffer a mono, minus one modifier to any hit rolls made against the caster and any unit they have joined, which also works for shooting. Yeah. Oh, well. nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are, it's a tough, it'll be a tough choice. For sure. But again, you're going to have four priests because you're going to be taking uh, the mortuary uh, cult. Spe- <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, so you're going to be able to cult, switch out you know? most of these anyway. Exactly. So one plus high priest or mortuary priest, which is just, you're going to have like 17 plus one on a bone dragon. Uh, and then just necrotex and tomb swarm. Uh, yeah, tomb swarms all over the place, right? <laughs> yeah. Your list. Yep. We did it. <laughs> well, that's the thing I'm really excited for is that Necrotech. But uh, the uh, the Ashanti with cool ritual too. blades are going to be very important as well for specifically chewing through dwarves. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those and ritual it, blades are nasty. Great weapons with minus three AP. <laughs> and the Mortuary Cult allows you to take a unit of Ashanti as core. Which core. Is yeah. Dope. You can it's, pretty much. It's it's wild. You can almost take one of everything as core. Right. Tomb for swarms, real. Ashanti Necro serpents. Tomb right. Swarms. That's actually incredible i don't hate that at all and then it just kind of limits a lot of other things i don't know if this is the case still but pretty much everything else in special is one plus you have to take a tomb scorpion oh that's interesting one one plus and special yep i haven't seen that before oh and i misread that i thought it was everything else was one uh, zero, zero to one. one per a thousand but that's not correct i'm sorry you can even take a necrolith colossus or necrosphinx as, as a special, special. one special per, yep just one not per thousand but just one zero to one that's really dope uh, i just want to take this 
moment to remind you that uh tim you we have a a necrolith colossus that danny painted like 15 years ago and the the old queen kalita model that you can use as now you could use it just about anything a tomb prince king a a priest um and she looks awesome does that stupid uh, thing still fly yeah Like, let's go, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't change the base of the, the Colossus, the Bone Giant, so, like, we don't have to rebase it. It's still a 50 by 50. Yo, get ready to yell timber. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, <laughs> the Colossus is really good. Um, it's relatively cheap. It's, like, 160 points. Uh, it doesn't have any, uh, like, choices with it, so... You, it's, it's it's it doesn't need it. It's got heavy armor and Kopeshes. Right, it's got what is it paired great copeshes, but I love that it's on. It still only has weapon skill three, which kind of sucks, but um, it does have D three stomps, which is nice because it's not going to go down easy. It's toughness six with five wounds and heavy armor, whoa, uh, and regen six plus, of course. But what's really nice is the unstoppable assault. assault. Yeah, this was, this was new in eighth edition, and they kept it, and it's really cool. Where uh, when you attack, every hit that you get gives you a new attack another attack well it's every wound any any unsaved wound sorry every unsaved wound but i mean you're you're hitting at strength six minus two with killing blow like you're pro i mean you're gonna get some through (laughs) have your priest uh cast the hey reroll ones to hit yep on that thing when it charges (laughs) also the fact that the additional attacks can also proc this yes yeah yeah you just specifies that these additional attacks also benefit from this special rule so it can literally be Never it's, until it's the wild, unit's it's dead. It's a vanilla wow, like wind fury shaman. Like you just get a yes. big old weapon, you go in there, and they just they forgot to put like a a cooldown on it. It can just extra attacks can <laughs> trigger extra attacks. Bro, but, enhancement sure. shamans were my jam. Yeah, dude, same <laughs> for the longest time. Oh but yeah, man, the I necro have... sphinx might be their flies. best monster. I, I, it's... There's a lot going on in this book for monsters. The necro sphinx might be their best one. It's awesome. It's a it's a behemoth that flies. Like, come on. Yeah, first off, it's a behemoth that flies. It's it's 195 points, so it's not cheap. But you can also give it a a pokey tail poison sting for five points. Well, which gets first strike too. The the pokey tail. What's that? The the envenom sting has strike first and poison attacks on it too, which is like super dope. Yeah, I don't know if I would pay for that because you don't get an extra attack from it. You have to use up one of your cleaving blade attacks for that. You can choose to if you want to. It, it doesn't say you have to. Yeah, it may choose. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that versatility five, based on what you're fighting for five points I, when you're already spending 200. Like, who cares? It's less than a 5% increase. Right. And if you if you accidentally go over your points limit barely and you're like, oh, I have to drop five points. I can get rid of the, ven- the venom sting here. Uh, but the the necro sphinx, besides the fact that it's probably their coolest looking model, I think, personally. By leaps it's so awesome uh it's got those giant sword arms uh yep. that have killing blow and it gets one additional attack on top of its five the decapitating strike that hits at strength 10 ap4 killing blow and monster slayer like it's so what? good it's so and then awesome it gets two d th- it gets d3 plus two plus two five stomps <laughs> yep and unless it's against another monstrous creature uh it's at ap2 because it's Ugh. a behemoth like this it's thing so good is and it's indomitable too so it takes two less damage from uh unstable 
it flies nine like it's it's regen five it's so good so i think the big thing here and and it has heavy armor which i'm actually kind of surprised that it actually has armor uh one of the big things here for potentially taking the envenom sting is soul reaper where you nominate a single enemy character and you get to reroll any of your to hits of natural one against the nominated character oh i forgot about that one yeah 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 so then if you, you know, give it the Envenom Sting and you get into combat with that character, you can, you know, first strike uh, poison attack rerolling ones to potentially just like either chip off one extra wound or maybe merc a hero that's already had a wound do- done to it or something, yeah. right? Well, so you do have to be a little bit careful about where you're putting this in combat because it is initiative one. So even if you charge, you know, and get the, yeah. the up plus three there's still a fair bit of things out there that are going to go before it. Yep. And it is pretty tough. You know, six wounds is really nice on a monster with toughness. Like we said, toughness, six, five up armor, five up regen. It's not easy to get through, but you don't want to charge this alone into a big block of infantry that just have a ton of attacks. Well, I don't know with terror on there. Like you can really kind of like, if you're, charging correctly it seems like you can kind of put yourself and set yourself up to be in a pretty good position oh for sure yeah especially it's one of the, a lot of people see monsters like this and they're like oh it's a big old battering ram i'm gonna throw it at whatever i want and you can't do that you can do that really... more than you used to be able to with these monsters but like if you get a charge with this and like chariots at the same time oof. yeah what else i really like about this thing is it's leadership eight with indomitable two which is really going to help you with your unstable if you do lose combat. Yeah. Unstable doesn't matter for leadership, but if you lose your hero fant, that'll be nice. Leadership eight is good. I think that was what he was saying, right? Like if you did no longer had a leader. Oh, no, it's uh, you. you, So unstable doesn't work the way that I that it used to. So I I screwed that up. So you lose a demonic instability. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I I used to play a little bit different. Right. Right. So, um, (laughs) You lose a round of combat, you lose one additional wound for every combat result point by which you lose. So this is just that minus two. Damage reduction for it. Yep. So and that's I only nice. remembered that because I looked at this rule like 15 minutes ago. Just to double check <laughs> how it works. <laughs> and then it's unbreakable, right? Because it's undead, so it doesn't care. <laughs> yep. So it'll, you know, at worst it'll give ground. I think they can fall back in good order. I believe you're um, correct. Or they just so, ground. It's, that's one I got to refresh on regularly because that's all new. So that's actually something that I wanted to bring up. It was Nehekar and Phalanx. Phalanx, right? Which is a special rule in Tomb yeah, Kings, that, which I believe only... I've only seen like on two things that it's available. Tomb Guard on. and Warriors, I think, are all that have it. So, and it's an upgrade that you can potentially take. So Skelly Boys are zero to one per thousand points that you can give this upgrade and Tomb Guard is the same, right? But the nice thing about Skeleton Warriors is it's plus 10 points. The whole unit has it. Uh, but if you want to put it on Tomb Tomb Guard, then it's one point a model. Right. So that can get expensive the bigger that unit is. But the nice thing is if they lose combat and they give ground, they can just choose not to. <laughs> they just say, no, I'm not moving. The the actual the cool thing about it is that mortuary priests don't get tomb guard at all, so I will never have to worry about it. Oh, the mortuary cult? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. At all? That's too bad. Tomb guard are great. Not huh. that I not that I could find. Yeah, they don't. They're not in special. They're definitely not in core. Wow. They're not even in rare. That's interesting. 
Well, I, I mean, guess the tomb guard are supposed to be like the personal guard of the tomb kings. So yeah, they're the king's guard. So that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Right. And so, I can't take okay. tomb kings. I can take a tomb prince. I can take Cetra. <laughs> you can take Cetra, but you can't take a tomb king. Yeah. Because Cetra's a priest also. He's a king and priest. That's um, awesome. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay. Because t- I've always really liked tomb guard because I love killing blow. Um, but if you can't even take so you could put this on your skeleton warriors so that you know they won't back up. They won't even get pushed back that two inches unless the enemy outnumbers them two to one or more. Correct. But I think that I think the rule is you can choose to not give ground. Right. So if you do fall back in good order, that's not going to happen because you're unbreakable. So when you're un, so here we go. You found unbreakable. Yep. So unbreakable makes you give ground. So if you lose combat, you just give ground. But if you have uh, uh, Nehekar and Phalanx, you just choose not to. <laughs> so normally when you give ground, you lose combat, you just back up two inches and the enemy can elect to move forward and follow up two inches, which gives them weird opportunities because they can charge again or it puts you out, you know, displaces you. But you as uh, Nehekar and Phalanx, so, you know, you have two units of warriors that both decided to pay what 10 points apiece. No, yeah. One unit of 40 warriors that paid 10 points for it. (laughs) Right. Right. Who just paid 10 points. And they're just like, no, I don't move. I'm like, I'm like Cetra. I never move. (laughs) Right. They don't move and they're never going to die because you're constantly using your uh, super dope arise power from all your priests is another yeah. one I definitely wanted to talk about. This is pretty new, uh, where they can just bring guys back with a leadership test in the command subphase of, of the strategy yeah. uh, phase. Just leadership, using their own leadership. So like a, high, a mortuary priest can't use a high priest leadership, even if it's the general, which is interesting. But I like that, that it's more like, you know, based on that person's ability. And then yeah. you can just bring back things that have been killed earlier in the fight which is so awesome it's real good well i real, think it was good. last week maybe i was asking that question about how that worked if it was like if it could heal only units that had wounds or if it actually like brought models back into the field and the fact that it does the latter is just like rad as hell it no it doesn't bring units back it doesn't you, okay so yeah it brings units unit. back that have been taken down. you can't bring a whole unit back um if it's totally destroyed you can't raise it Right, um, but it can re it can re put models in a unit that lost have died. Some. Yep. Yes. yes. The only okay. I, the only thing that we've sure found so saying. far that can do the other one where it's just like ah, I'm just gonna add more dudes as zombies. Yeah. From and there's in the arcane journal there's a new magic item that just gives you a unit of two d six plus three skeletons, which is so dope. <laughs> Within twelve inches, you just here you go. I had dudes there now. It's called a. <laughs> Fazerax canopy. Yeah, I'm glad you tried that and not right. Me. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Forty points. Make a leadership test again during the command subphase of the turn. So it's seven or eight, depending on who's who you gave this to. Uh, and if they pass, you summon two d six plus three war skeleton warriors anywhere completely within twelve inches of this model. Dope. Right. I mean, Tim's <laughs> Just... gonna get five skeletons out of that, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate you thinking I'm going to roll well, but no, that was minimum. Uh- <laughs> that is minimum. Oh, gotcha. yeah, six plus three. Um, and 
they're not worth victory points. So even if you get the full yeah, 15, huge. killing them free. doesn't do any good for your opponent other than just getting them out of the way. And then you can arise to to re, you know, once, oh, I killed 10 of them. You're like, oh, I rise and, you know, four or five of them are back. And they're skirmishers. What? Oh, yeah. And what? they have the horde rule, which is interesting. Yes, warriors do. What? And they just pop up with hand weapons and shields. Uh, it's so cool. I don't it's like such that a at great all. Item. The well, fact when that they're skirmishers are obnoxious. That's really interesting. <laughs> I miss that they were skirmishers. Well, the thing is, too, right? When you're out in the desert, right? It's very hot. Yeah. So you 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 know you'll find more friends under a canopy. <laughs> I hated that one, but it was really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're just. I mean, they're skeleton skirmishers now. Uh, which is a cool new type of unit that you can give bows. And uh, if you take it as a normal unit, not from this jar, um, they can get the beneath the sands. They can get ambush. So then they can pop up somewhere out of the dirt. (laughs) It's awesome. It's really neat because, you know, they just gain ambush and then you have priests that can do beneath the sands, which is they take a leadership test and they just any model that's still in reserve that has ambush any unit excuse me that's still in reserve that has ambush just plops onto the table now hi surprise i'm here which i think will also work yeah tomb swarms have ambush or you can give them ambush quite a lot of things uh, the scorpion of course oh my god i love the friggin scorpion yeah, yeah so, cool. so good uh i think both of the snake units Yes, I think Have you it. are correct because that's kind of that was their their deal as they would come out of the ground essentially. Yep, the and stalkers. Yep. Uh, yeah. So the the, thing- new, the ones in the arcane journal, I would assume oh, I'm in the wrong. Looking at the wrong. The thing, thing that I'm super pumped about for the sepulchral, uh, so the sepulchral stalkers is the petrifying gaze. Yeah. The man. range on that just seems like real dope on that type of unit. Yeah. So 18 inches is is the same as a short bow, but just. Let's see. But substitute I, the target. Look real hard at you. You know, toughness I pop with out of the ground and I look at you, and you're like, "Hey, you have a unit of Medusas." You know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so neat. Really cool. They are um, they are incredible, especially when you go up against something that has low initiative, like ogres or dwarves, where it's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna," especially ogres. Multiple wounds, D three, and their initiative is two, so you wound on a four plus. Ugh. Yeah, brutes and magoots. Uh, the new ones for the in the arcane journal, the necro serpents have it as well. So they're like the necropolis knights, just without the riders, which is really cool. Yeah, that's super dope. They also get that uh, ambushers. Uh, so there's like an auto include item, basically. Um, it's in the basic uh, ravening hordes list. Uh, if I can click on the right tab here, uh, the scarab brooch. <laughs> Um, makes mm. it so they can summon things from beneath the sands within 18 inches instead of 12. What? Yeah, mm. so good chance mm. to do it like behind somebody. What? Um, I like that a lot. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. I got a double. I forget how many points it is. But it doesn't really matter because that's you're gonna take it. 20 <laughs> points. 20, oh, yeah, 20 points. Oh, it's nothing. nothing. Yep. <laughs> right. For uh, it is an arcane item, so you have to. I mean, the, the priests are the ones that can bring them up anyway, so they're the ones that are going to have this. But yeah, 18 inches instead of 12 is a big difference. For and the it's same not price like as two only. units with Nekahirian Phalanx, like you're kidding me. <laughs> and you're only going to take one of those anyways, right? So who cares? <laughs> so it's all, I've already paid for half of it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, what? 
He's just saying ne- uh, Nehekar and Phalanx, they cost 10, and he's not taking two units, so, you know, he's saving 10 points on Yeah. Right? That's how that <laughs> works for sure. No, but that, If you save 15%, brilliant. you might as well buy it. It's not that you spent 85% more than you should. It's that you save 15%. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there's something else. I, there are one or two other things I felt like are basically an auto-include of this. Oh, Armor of the Ages. Um, you can't in the list you're planning on building you can't take a king anyway but um it might if you take a prince that's a really good one to keep him alive because it uh, for it uh, counts as light armor uh but it forces the enemy models must re-roll successful to wound rolls made against the wearer oh, um, yeah. so unfortunately you can't put that on your priest because they don't have a way to get magic armor um Aren't i think two princes toughness five uh, they are i think so yeah Oh, I think there's a there is one magic armor. Where is it? Uh, the, the ward the splint? Ward, warding yeah. splint 35 points uh, counts as heavy armor that a lich priest can wear and then has a five plus ward save against any wound suffered. Like that's that's a no brainer on your hero fan. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. It's a hero font, actually. You're a hero font. <laughs> uh, I feel like there Man. was one other one. The, the Staff of Awakening I thought was very good. It's very ex- expensive, but if you're running multiple mortuary priests that are trying to like refill your um your you know huge warrior units or archer units or things like that, it seems like an additional what is it D three or something like that. Yeah, uh, infantry or cav. Yep. So not for me because it involves rolling dice, but like I think <laughs> that people that that generally roll well. I'm just trying to find if there's a way that you can ever increase the leadership of your priests because that would be incredible i have not seen anything like that um but i can't read either so like you know, it's kind of six to one half a dozen on another well with so many things that rely on their leadership i can see why they don't increase it because like this isn't something like a rise and things like that you shouldn't get off every single time yeah like you're gonna get you're gonna do it most of the time with a leadership seven and eight but it won't be every single time. Oh my god! Luckily, gosh. Tim I... rolls low, so he's going to be great at leadership tests. It, that's true. That's right. <laughs> that's very true. I just can't wait for like Tim to have a Colossus and a Necrosphinx. Both cause terror, and I don't know if the Scorpion does too. It does not. But then there's a twenty point magic item, the Death Mask of Carnage. Yeah, that just gives it. Yeah. Just gives you terror. Yeah, <laughs> my Skaven are not looking forward to to fighting these Tomb Kings. I, you know, neither am I, to be honest, and I have leadership nine. <laughs> yeah, your 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 minimum is nine, um, but it doesn't matter because BSB doesn't help anymore. <laughs> I know, just from looking looking around at some of the groups and stuff, dwarves are going to be my issue, and Skaven are not going to be my issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just take a bunch of chariots, you melt Skaven, dude. <laughs> you know, all those impact hits. It's like what 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 rats. <laughs> yeah, you're well, more, more of the fear and terror. Just anytime I charge in anything, it D- doesn't matter. Charge with archers. Like you have fear, it's fine. Half of them are going to leave. Well, don't forget, fear doesn't work uh, against units that are bigger than you. Rats are small. <laughs> uh, by Bottom. unit strength, I'm pretty sure. Um, let me double check how this because I, I, I know they like changed this a my bit. One, my one unit of forty warriors. No, that I already yeah. saved that 10 points on. Uh, okay, where'd it go? Why can't I? I don't know. All my right, alphabet so fear, if unit, da, 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 da. 
Only well, it's makes not a two... special rule. It's in. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it's in special rules. I found. I forgot how to you know read the alphabet. The yeah, you have to have a higher rules. unit strength than the other unit. Um, if you're already engaged and has a higher unit strength. But yeah, if you got forty. Oh, I see. Yeah. Skeletons. That's gonna. They're gonna have a good chance of being bigger and forcing a fear test. Gosh, you're gonna have to go seven wide on that, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah six... like you said, Taylor, the, the with the battle standard bear not giving you rerolls to that, that makes fear like it, it pretty nerfed there by having to have a higher unit strength, but also boosted by not having like ubiquitous rerolls on it like we used to. Like, it yep. pretty much always had rerolls. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know. Fear is scary. Fear is scary now. Right, and it never used to be. Right, it can it, be. It was Again, just you got to choose your charges wisely. What I, I, knowing how Tim plays this game, he's gonna make those those wise charges. Yeah, might be a if little bit of growing pains, but you'll. I'm. I feel like Tim's gonna figure it out real quick. I'm not gonna charge at all. I got archers and magic. You stay over there. <laughs> I'm a tar pitch you. You're gonna stay there, and I'm just gonna shoot you to death. Yeah. The the wow. What are you playing, dwarves? <laughs> Listen, I don't think Tyranids are supposed to be played that way, but that's how I did it. So. Right, that, that, it worked. It's a great it's, it's a strategy that works so much better in the old world. It's like, you charge me. I'm unbreakable. I'll uh, back up. Maybe you'll stay there, and then you have a, I'm going to be able to shoot you because now you're not engaged in combat. Oh, by the wagon. By the wagon. By, by the way, here's a, <laughs> here's a bone dragon. You know? <laughs> Oh, you charged me and I didn't give ground because I have one unit of warriors that has phalanx and here's a bone dragon. Dude, the bone <laughs> dragons are ridiculous. They're yeah, they're awesome. real good. Um, I am terrified. Like, other than the fact that it has the rule terrify, I am scared of those things. They yeah. look gross. Yeah, I can't take a bone dragon as a mortuary priest. You can't? Yeah, you should be able to mount a... A high lich oh, priest can be on one, usually. Yeah. Is it, are they not like a separate unit? It's only, it's only a mount. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you yeah. have a high priest. It doesn't okay. say you can't take a. Nope. You're right. Yeah. I was dragon. looking for it in the units and uh, couldn't find it. You you can even. On the, on the builder. I just didn't realize it was only a mount. You can, yeah. you can even mount a mortuary priest if you want to. You don't yeah. have to do a high priest. So. <laughs> well, high priest can't be on a bone dragon or mortuary priest can't be on a bone dragon. Only not with that priest. attitude. Why not? Because it says high priest only. <laughs> oh, I see. It says maybe mounted, but then it goes into bone dragon on high priest only. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. So uh, this is why <laughs> Tim doesn't read because reading's stupid and it makes yeah reading only right. disappoints you. <laughs> oh man, it can for sure. But no, bone dragons are really good. Um, fly nine, so they can march because they can fly. Um, the cloud of dust is amazing because uh, it has to. It's a behemoth. It has to be um, uh, a single model unit. It can't join units. So any enemy model that targets this model during the shooting phase suffers an additional minus one to hit. Yeah. So it's is difficult awesome. to bring down with shooting. How many wounds does a high lich priest have? Just three, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. On a bone dragon, it's got eight wounds because a bone dragon gives plus five, which is yep. a lot. <laughs> and plus one toughness, of course, real nice. Um, 
but then it's also got Indomitable 2. It's a large target. That's fine. D6 stomps, which is nice. Oof. I would honestly, I would rather have D3 plus two. Fair. Right. Solidifies at least three. Yeah. And, and then totally uh, it's got a sweet breath attack. Uh, it's only strength three AP two, but it has multiple wounds too. <laughs> no breathing. It's breath um, of desiccation. What? I guess it is technically breathing, but it's not breathing. Yeah, because like it's it it's sand going in your in your lungs, which is yeah. just awful. Yeah, it's really really good. It brings the sandstorm. You know what I mean? Darud, fry me, I'm 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 in love. I'm absolutely in love. I honestly cannot wait to to fight these guys. This is going to be so much fun, and I can't wait for Tim to just roll once the entire time too. Right? It's going to be super wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they look like a a good. I, I feel like I was saying this in the last uh, episode that everything I've read so far, things feel really well balanced, especially for Warhammer. Yeah, absolutely. like I I haven't seen a very clear winner yet, and I haven't seen a, a clear loser. Like I feel like everybody is pretty even. Like things look well balanced. Not I, like. Eldar were for like the first year of 10th edition. You mean still? It's, um, yeah. They're still at the top of the list. They're just not as far ahead of everybody as they were. Now, Dan did just say what he said, but at the same time, I haven't read the Warriors of Chaos yet. So because I don't want to, because usually they're just unbelievably disgusting or Chaos Dwarves. I haven't read those either. And I, yeah. just, again, I don't want to. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to read the Warriors of Chaos because then I'm going to want to collect Warriors of Chaos again because I had a, a Warriors of Chaos army for a long time. Yeah, that's totally fair. The start. Who of makes it, up the least. Warriors of Chaos? It's like, um, it's basically like the Norse. Like you've got Marauders are just like dudes that go to war without armor, trying to prove themselves to become Chaos Warriors. I feel that... like I played a Marauder in the yes Warhammer. MMO. Yeah, oh yeah. They would they would change their arm based on whatever attack yeah. you wanted well, to do. They had yeah. a big mutant arm, right? Yeah. Um, they were super so once dope. they prove themselves, they can become a chaos warrior, which they get chaos armor like fused to their body. So they're just in case I think they all have full plate. And then um they have the Forsaken, which are like mutated chaos warriors. There's the chosen that are just even better chaos warriors, and you got chaos knights are terrifying. Uh, they're super, they're, they're warriors of chaos has always been about, um, magic and fighting. Yeah. And chaos, you don't have to have ogres. the magic if you don't want to, uh, the only like shooting magic. they have is the hell cannon. <laughs> and it, I, in, in old editions, it was brutal. It's awesome. It's a <clears throat> demon, uh, in few, what do you call it? a possessed, uh, giant monstrosity of a cannon built by chaos dwarves. It has chaos dwarf crew. And it shoots like demon magic skulls. So what's really neat about it, and they they brought this back as well. Uh, before the start of the turn sub phase, you make a leadership test. If you fail it, it, it misfires. <laughs> okay, it, dope. It usually 40. eats one of the crew, right? <laughs> it's a cannon that can charge if it if the crew can't control it. Yeah. So there used to be things where it would just like it would just stop shooting and it would just run around the battlefield eating things. Yep, and it, it was, was actually really, really cool. good in combat because it's a big old war machine that's just chomp chomp chomp. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, Chaos Warriors are all about, they're going to get stuck in combat. They're going to wreck your face because they're really good at it, but they also have great magic to back it up. And of course, you can give them marks if you want to go all, you can go an all Zinch Chaos Warrior, uh, you know, that direction. And they have rules for the, you have the mark of Zinch. It gives you something I can't remember, maybe regen one or something like that. That might Pockets be full of change. Uh, but like, <laughs> you know, I played a lot of corn back in the day. And my corn warriors would get just would just get frenzy. You've given the mark of corn, they got frenzy. So they're immune to psychology. They had the charge if they could, and they got an extra attack. It was gross. Yep. Oh, they have chaos undivided as a mark as well. Yeah. Uh, beastmen all have that too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh well, I can't wait to do this in our next podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, chaos, Warriors of Chaos look awesome. It's, I'm scared to to really read through it because I'm like, well, I've already got some of the stuff they can take, like dragon ogres and demon models. Yeah, fair. Totally. <laughs> I fair. just need some Chaos Warriors and Marauders and <laughs> yeah, so, Chaos Knights and <laughs> the, the, the Gorbeast Chariot looks so awesome. I love the Gorbeast Chariot. It yeah, that's so that cool. Dope. The Chaos, the new Chaos Dragon Mini is beautiful too, with a crazy head. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a that's a whole different that's a that's a next uh, in, a, in a different episode. But before we go to that, I do want to say chaos trolls. So they're trolls that are warped by chaos. So they have like multiple heads and stuff. And then chaos ogres, ogres that are just like, dude, eating stuff and beating stuff up is fun. But those guys do it a lot more than like our tyrant does. So let's go hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dope. Uh, but. Anyways, folks, we're we're at the hour mark. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, before before we end, there were so many things that I was supposed to talk about and I didn't. Uh, just head over to professionalcasual.com. It's got all of our absolutely wonderful stuff, as well as our uh, twitch.tv slash professional casual network, where we stream pretty much every single day. Um, professionalcasual.com is where you're going to find all of our blogs and our merch and our other podcasts like Arachne and Wolf, uh, uh Kapapa, which is our Wurferp actual play, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And make sure to head over to Bearded Dragon Games on online. Use code PCME10 uh, for all of your hobby and game store goodness. Uh, dudes, anything you wanted to add before we ended? Uh, I think Dylan, at time of release, Dylan has a new article out on professionalcasual.com about the new Legends book. Oh, yes. Uh, the um something on the lance yes um the way of the lance or something like that might I can't be, remember yeah um, yes. and we can put a uh we can cool. put a link in the show notes by the way as well to that book that helps support the network if you buy it directly through that link oh the very lords cool. of yeah. the lance lords of the lance that's the one yeah that's awesome so yeah that's Thanks, dope Dylan. yeah so check for that link if you're interested in the book uh, it'll help the network directly and uh yeah that's super dope i'm actually i'm gonna buy it and read it because it, it i heard it was great so I can't wait to read Dylan's synopsis, uh, the the spark notes, if you will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, folks, thanks for being here, my electric casuals, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, 
hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual. <laughs>